1: Hi football fan and welcome to the home of football, a podcast powered by 433. Every month people from 433 travel all over the world to create football content. They travel from derbies in Turkey to stars in the Premier League and upcoming football talents in the Bundesliga. A lot of interesting things happen on the road, so once a month I sit down with one or two colleagues to talk about their adventures in the world of football. For this episode, I sat down with Pascal Sahatapi, one of 433's talented videographers, and Anton Jongeling, a partnerships and social media manager. In this episode, we talk about shoots with football icons like Gianluigi Buffon, Lionel Messi, and Jose Mourinho. And we talk about trips from Udinese in Italy to Fluminense in Brazil. This is Inside 433. Let's go. (music) Alright, we're in the offices of 433, the headquarters, sitting here with two guys who are making their debut on this podcast, Pascal and Anton. Anton, how are you doing? Good, good. How about you? Uh, I'm good as well. Pascal, how are you feeling today?
2: Really, really good, man. I'm I'm glad to see you again after (laughs) um, Senegal... uh, New York. US, uh, what <laughs> el- uh, Brazil and Mex- Mexico, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it?
1: Yeah, it was great, man. Uh, an, an insane couple of months. Um, still a bit uh, jet laggy. Came back from New York a couple of days ago. But overall, feeling good and uh, just grateful that we can experience uh, things like that uh, through our work. Uh, you've been to the US recently yourself as well. Yes. Anton has been to Madrid uh, last week. So there's been... Uh, Uh, We collected a lot of air miles, I think, uh, (laughs) together. All right, guys, I'm glad you guys are both here because uh, you guys both have been working for the company for much longer than I have. Um, And the interesting thing is, Anton, you're one of the youngest guys in the team, I think. Um, And Pascal, you're one of the older guys
2: (laughs) in the team. Pascal, what's your age? I'm I'm turning 40 next year. 40, almost 40, yeah. I'm an old man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, already the father of, of three young boys. Yes, yes. Yes, heavy duty sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: Anton, how old are you? I'm 25. 25, yeah. So I think when I started, I was one of the younger, but now, of course, recently a lot of new interns as well. Yeah. So definitely not the youngest anymore, but yeah. sitting next to someone who's much older. Than <laughs> <us. laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. thanks. thanks. Let's talk about your roles uh, at the company. Pascal, let's start with you. You're one of the videographers in the team. So what kind of projects have you been working on,
2: for Uh, example? Lately, we are uh, pushing all the content we uh, shot in the the USA. Yeah. Uh, We had a shoot with Juventus, Arsenal, Chelsea, Bayern Munich, uh, Pato, Alexander Pato, uh, it was Good stuff. a crazy couple of weeks, but uh, we ended up with a lot of really, really nice content. Cool.
1: And you're the guy behind the camera often, also a director. So so you uh, kind of um, go about, you, you decide what the picture will be like, how it, how it will look, the video. Yeah, but
2: you always have that in your mind before the shoot. Yeah. But during the shoot, it's always different <laughs> because you don't know how the clubs react, how the players react. So uh, we're yeah it's like a uh, a hustle. Yeah, you have yeah. to improvise all yeah. the time, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of improvising and uh but that that makes it a really nice job because the end result is always yeah, if you see the end result then it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, then you're really glad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, a lot of people may not realize they just see the content they think oh that they planned it exactly like that but it's always like you you're kind of juggling and then this is what comes yeah, out, you, right?
2: Yeah, uh, you probably already uh, uh, met Vishal. Yes. He is our uh, producer, but uh, also, uh, yeah, he can manage so many things yeah. uh, at once. It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, uh, we're doing a good, a good job, I think.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. I think so too. Anton, how
3: old were you when you started to work for the company? I was 15, actually. Is so, it, Was that legal? I um, started as a volunteer, so I think <laughs> <laughs> then it's legal. Yeah. But yeah, I was 15, I turned 16 after a few months of working there, so I actually started as a, a volunteer. And back then we were a Dutch Twitter page, so nothing international yet. Hmm. And since then we have made steps from a Dutch Twitter page onto an international Twitter page. We uh, started an Instagram page, so when I started we didn't have Instagram yet, and of <laughs> course most people know us now for our Instagram page. So I um, experienced all that. So so you were 15 years old. How did you get involved with the company as a 15-year-old? So back then, as I said, we had a Dutch Twitter page, 43 Nell, mm-hmm. and they started different Twitter pages for all the different clubs that were in the Netherlands. So you had 43 Ajax, 43 Feyenoord, 43 PSV, and they wanted all the local fans to talk about their club as 43. And I applied to become one of the... People who were tweeting for the 3 AX page as an AX uh, fan myself. Yes. And from there, the people saw that I wrote in quite a nice way. So from there, they asked me to also join the website and start writing articles for the extra Foot Nail pages. Yeah. So you, st- you were there pretty much from almost from the very beginning. What is your role now? What are you doing currently? So currently I'm the Partnerships Manager and Social Media Manager. So as a Partnerships Manager, I'm responsible for the editorial partners we have at Fjord3, so the clubs, leagues and federations and many more of them uh, together with some of my colleagues. And as a Social Media Manager, I'm responsible for the content that we put out on socials and then mostly on the main Instagram channel also uh, one day a week.
1: Yeah, you're 25 years old. That's crazy. Like, I was just out of uh, university when I was 25 years old. Did you? What did you do with your studies? I don't even
3: know that. I did a bachelor's degree. So um, after that, I could have chosen to do a master's. But back then, I was, of course, still working at 43 3 part-time. And I just decided to, um, to ask if there was an opportunity to join full-time. And so luckily for me, there was. So I decided not to do a master's degree and immediately started working full-time. And oh, wow. that's when I made a switch from really editorial social media management towards partnerships as well. So I finished my studies a bit more than three years ago now, and since then I'm working in partnerships mostly.
1: Yeah. So you're also involved with a lot of the takeovers, right? So, a takeover for the people who listen who don't know that that's on Instagram when 433 goes to a game and we show what it's like behind the scenes. Meta, who was on this podcast before a couple of times, um, already shared some of his experiences doing takeovers. You, you just did one in Madrid with, with Meta as well, uh, the Madrid Derby. What was it like?
3: Yeah, it was amazing. So, of course, from my role as partnerships, we often get invited by clubs to cover the biggest games around Europe and around the world for a takeover. And recently we were in Madrid for the Madrid Derby. And, of course, it was a great experience. It's always an interesting experience because um, I had to wake up at like 3 a.m. to get to the game. In the morning we (laughs) arrived in Madrid and then immediately go into the city, see the atmosphere, film the fans... And then, from there, we just went to the game, and it was a great game, great atmosphere all around, yeah, and yeah, lucky to um experience such things so
1: So it's quite an intense experience as well, if you have to get up at three in the morning and then experience a full match day in Madrid as well.
3: yeah, definitely the thing there was that there was a miscommunication with the hotel so we couldn't check in in the morning yet so we arrived we went straight in the city we were lucky to be able to get back to the hotel in between we slept for an hour and then we went towards the stadium to watch the match we did all that yeah. and unlucky for us we had to fly the next morning at 8am as well so we were back in the hotel at 1 and then the alarm was at 5.30 again to, um, to go t- back, to the, back to the airport and then when I arrived in the Netherlands it was uh, Time to go to the office again, Wow, intense, intense. You are on a trip with meta, right? yes, what's your dynamic with meta like Oh that's a great <laughs> question <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. No, I think because Meta has been here for quite a while now as well, yeah. and Meta and I have been doing a lot of the takeoffs together because he's in the beginning he was one of the only hosts we had, and now he's one of the main hosts we have, yeah. so we've done a lot of trips together, so we know really well what we can expect from one another.
1: Yeah, because I- your characters are very different, I think. But uh, you guys work to r- together a lot on these takeovers.
3: Yeah, and sometimes you really have a clash of characters <laughs> during those takeovers as well, of course. it's
2: not only you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? It's not, Pascal? <laughs> no.
3: S- spill the juice.
2: <laughs> now, uh, Meta can be a diva sometimes. I always call him a diva because, uh, yeah, he has some... Sometimes... He always says it. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. So uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> like <matter>. Mourinho, <laughs> <laughs> but I love the guy. He's uh, yeah, I, I I love him, but I also hate him. So <laughs> yeah. that's our relationship. I think I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. Probably, he's one of
1: yeah. the yeah he is a character of course that's why he does what he does right and that's why he's good at it as yeah. well yeah. yeah true yeah What what's some trip you've been on you mentioned the US already Pascal what's a trip you've been on recently or or just since you started working here that you think about sometimes that you have good memories about
2: that's a really good question man let me think I think it's it was the first shoot in Hamburg. We went to a testimonial game of uh, Raphael van der Vaart.
1: Yes, Tim mentioned that as yeah. well. Yeah.
2: And uh, I was standing in the, in, the, in the circle of the pitch and I was standing with all my, my idols. Yeah. Like Jari Liedmanen, mm. like Van Persie, like, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, Robbe. Mm. Uh, I think Van der Vaart, of course yeah it was crazy it was crazy i was it, w- it was a dream come true timothy atuba <laughs> yeah he was there as well yeah he was there yeah, as well yeah, yeah 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 it was really re- off on the saar kluivert yeah i'm i'm also ix fan sorry for all the well. other fans uh in the <laughs> netherlands but yeah this this was a dream come true man yeah it was uh crazy. and it was
1: one of your first uh, uh trips with yeah the company. yeah with
2: david uh David the host Tim Vichal also the first trip at Vichal I think cool yeah it was really uh, really good
1: yeah David who went on to work for Ajax as a host and now Paris Saint-Germain yeah he's
2: doing a really good job at PSG yeah so it's uh, good to see yeah Good vibes.
1: Yeah. So that was interesting for you. It must have been like an experience, like seeing all these guys. And now, because of your job, you get to work with these guys, with famous players all the time as well, shooting content and stuff. What is that like in your experience? And is there some, somebody, some player that sticked in your mind that, that was a really nice guy to meet?
2: Uh, yes, and it's a Feyenoord player. <laughs> it's uh, Robin van Persie. Ah. He's a really nice, really nice guy. And uh, really humble. Mm. I really liked him. What and, kind of uh, shoot was it? It was a shoot with him and his son. Mm. And also, we went to uh, that Hamburg game. He was also there. And ah. he was, yeah, he was really, really nice. But I also have the same feeling with uh, Alessandro Del Piero oh, and wow. uh, Buffon. He mm. went uh, to his, uh, I think it was, presentation at uh, Parma. And he was shaking everyone's hand. Mm before meeting uh, everyone it was yeah i like that
1: so it's, he took the time for everyone yeah, to introduce yeah, himself yeah, and to connect yeah. a little bit yeah.
2: yeah that was really nice uh, i like that kind of uh, yeah. approach
1: yeah still humble and uh, human so to speak.
2: yeah yeah and he was a uh, former world champion so yeah yeah he definitely uh, also del piero yeah. we had a really good shoot with him in uh, los angeles and we, ha- we took some shots with him in his restaurant. <laughs> so, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah,
1: he's got a restaurant over there, yeah, right? Yeah. What was it like? Can you describe the place? Uh,
2: it, I think it was a typical uh, Italian restaurant. Uh, good food, good uh, atmosphere, and, uh, yeah, everything with a 10. I think it's called number 10, ah. but I'm not sure. Because but, of his yeah, number. Yeah. yeah, and he was there, and he was having drinks with us. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's... Uh, what, what's he like? Oh, really under nice, yeah, really nice. Also the same as Buffon, yeah. like really humble. And uh, yeah, I think he's still himself.
1: Yeah. Anton, you've, you've also met a lot of uh, players. You've visited a lot of clubs. What's something that sticks out in your mind? What's a memory you, that you treasure?
3: Yeah, for me as well. I was uh, with uh, Pascal to the Buffon shoot. So cool. when Pascal reminded about him coming in, shaking everyone's hand, I really liked it as well. And besides that, I think the first trip I ever went on was together with Pascal as well to uh, Mourinho, to interview Mourinho. Oh. And that for me, because of course Mourinho is such a character in press conferences, in the media, I had no idea what to expect <laughs> from him as a person when you meet him there for, a pres- for an interview opportunity. But that really surprised me in a positive way as well. He was just laughing with everyone. He, was, uh, he had fun. He liked... Um, doing uh, the bits uh, we did with him. So that was really nice for me as well. And apart from that, of course, Pascal goes much more than I to actual shoots with players, whereas I'm more going to the takeovers where we don't necessarily meet as much players. But I've met Reguilon, um mm. during the Madrid Derby last weekend. And also before that, I already met him during Tottenham Arsenal once. Mm. And he's also, I met him when we had to, Shoot for uh, we did a f- organized a FIFA tournament during COVID uh, with um, all the different countries, a player from every country, and he participated in that and Or did he participate in the Call of Duty tournament? Now, I don't remember anymore. (laughs) I think both, maybe. I think he even participated in both, yeah. But because of that, I was in touch with him and I had never met him. And then a few months ago, during Spurs Arsenal, I met him for the first time. But we had been speaking so much on WhatsApp. And (laughs) then it was just really good to meet him as well. So those experiences always stick with me. But I think I've been more to the games than to meet the actual players.
1: I did see on your Instagram once uh, a picture, it was not a, a meeting in person, but you were,
3: had an interview or a call at least with Ronaldinho, right? Oh yes, we did an online call with um, Ronaldinho as well. That was, um, that was an online call, yeah, so I didn't meet him in person, but that <laughs> was a really nice experience of, as well, of course, because he's such a legend and he was also... Um, fun taking his time so it was really good as well yeah yeah
1: good stuff so uh, you've been to a lot of stadiums doing these takeovers right from from mostly countries in europe like from the north to the south you've been pretty much everywhere so what what kind of stadium what's a club that surprised you that you didn't visit before you didn't maybe had a certain notion of and then you you were there and you were surprised by the culture of the club
3: that's a good question. I'm The first thing that pops in my mind is Udinese, because, of oh course, wow. Udinese is not... At the moment, they are first in the Serie A, but not the most well-known club. And uh, when we first met them, the hospitality was amazing. They picked us up from the airport. We had, um, they took us out for lunch uh, in the city in a really nice restaurant. Cool. Then we also got a full hospitality experience in the stadium. <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily that... The stadium surprised me, but the whole experience around it, the whole hospitality they offered, how welcoming they were to have us, that really surprised me in a positive way. The game they lost, <laughs> okay. but that's we don't talk about that. It <laughs> was against AC Milan, and uh, they lost the game. They did uh, get ahead, one 0 but okay. in the end they lost the game. So that was unfortunate for them. But the whole experience around it was just great.
1: So you're also always busy, uh, like you said, you're, you're you know as one of the best guys or maybe the best person in the in the company. Together with Rogier, perhaps what works on Instagram or what kind of content or what kind of posts work uh, right on on three. and that's something. You can't really teach that someone, right? That's something you have to develop a certain feeling about. What's that process like, deciding what works and what doesn't work on the the page?
3: Yeah, that's a difficult thing because, of course, you try to explain it to everyone. But for me, I've been working here for years now, for nine years, and I've been posting the content all the time. So at a certain moment, you just know that a piece you just have a feeling that a piece of content will perform well but it's really difficult to explain why that certain piece of content will perform really well because you can even have two different goals let's say two goals from someone's own half and they both score a goal and for one person it can be A similar video, because you can tell, okay, if someone scores a goal from his own half, if if the quality is HD, if it has this, if it has this, and both videos can have exactly that. But one video you just know will perform, while the other one won't. And stuff like that is just really difficult to explain to someone else why a video will work or why a video won't work. And of course, with social media, you never know for sure. Some videos perform great while you expect them to do terrible. Some videos don't perform at all while you thought you we are posting a great video, but the process of actually explaining to new people what works and what doesn't work is a, is a really difficult one because from my experience, it's just doing it for years and then that's the only way you'll learn it. And now,
1: of course, uh, over the last couple of years, TikTok has come up really, really quickly. Is that something you keep tabs on as well and you kind of uh, have the gist already about what works there and what doesn't work for us, for 433?
3: In the beginning, I tried to, but I've given up on that. I think um, Wow. I think no one understands what works on TikTok. I <laughs> think even the people at TikTok don't know what will work at TikTok. But no, we have some different people now, among others Noah, who is really focused on TikTok. Okay, cool. So for me, I've kind of sticked with Instagram for most of the time. So I haven't been much involved in the other platforms.
1: So Noah is a former intern, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's even younger than you, right? So that's... Yeah
3: that 's so interesting like i 'm thirty
1: one years old, and in our team, I, I said Pascal is one of the older guys, but sometimes i 'm already on these trips, one of the older guys as well like the, the The average age of the team is so young, and when you see these young guys like Noah uh, like getting these positions as well it 's like it 's insane, but I think as a company you have to, you have to keep uh,
3: rejuvenating i think right yeah, I think even I am. Both average at the moment. If really, you look at everyone in the company because we have had so many interns staying, so many young people yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. We had a trip to Birmingham and it was me and Jim. So then I was the other person at the trip, and I couldn't have imagined that a few years ago.
2: <laughs> Jim is also a former intern. Jim yeah. also a yeah. former intern video who is to stay. Yes, who's working for us right now? Yeah, as a video uh, editor. Cool. Yeah, I think. But we, you also need the old guys. Yes. Yes. Because. Let's keep saying that as well. Yeah, yeah, because I, <laughs> I think it's really important to have some knowledge around, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but in every other company, you wouldn't even be one of the
2: older guys. Right? No, no no, <laughs> no, no. No.
1: But it's just because here the average age is uh, but of course you need experience as well. It's kind of like a football team.
2: Yeah, I'm like the the veteran.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so Pascal, you've been working here for quite a long time now. 5 years. For 5 years. Yeah. yeah. And you, you mentioned the Hamburg trip. You've recently uh, visited the United States with the team as well. You've, yeah. You were there for two weeks. That was an interesting trip. You mentioned it as well, that you shot a lot of content there, which is being rolled out now in the coming months. Uh, what was that trip like? Wh- which cities did you visit?
2: We went to uh, Florida. Well, first, there was uh, some problems at the airport. So we, have to, we had to go from uh, Schiphol to Panama. Uh, and from Panama to Florida. <laughs> so it was a 20-hour trip, I think. And uh, Did you get to see Panama? No, <laughs> the, just, the, just the airport. And uh, the next day, in the morning, we had to uh, be on the pitch, on the training pitch of uh, Arsenal. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it was hectic, but uh, we were glad we made it. Yes. And, um, yeah, first day was Florida. Then the next day, we went to uh, uh, Washington, D.C., mm. Uh, for Bayern Munich. So we went to the, the open training. Cool. Uh, we met the uh, Licht, he was just coming in, he just made his tra- oh, uh, transfer. Wow. And we came up after a shoot with uh, Masraoui and uh, Gravenberg. Cool. And then we came up and we saw the Licht. Yeah, really cool. nice, but he didn't, of course, he didn't recognize us, but uh, <laughs> yeah. It was so
1: th- this was all in preseason, right? Yeah, when all When all the big teams were in the US preparing
2: for, yeah. for their season. All yeah, all the U- USA tours. Yes, yes. Then we went to back to Florida, shoot with Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea, uh, Mason Mount and, uh, Mike, uh, sorry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mason Mount and, uh, what's his name, Hudson O'Doy? Cool. uh then we went to dallas it was really 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 hot in dallas texas dallas texas yeah and um, what was
1: it like um, man i've never been to
2: texas really really hot
1: <laughs> that's all you remember you it was you can't, just really you hot.
2: play in those uh, those temperatures no yeah. it's not possible it
1: was like a sauna
2: yeah well, we had a really good game. It was Juventus uh, by uh, Barcelona.
1: So apart from like visiting these games and uh, and meeting these players, when you're done with work, what did you guys do? Did you did you have a beer sometimes? Did you yeah. eat a big steak in Texas? If
2: you were with Fischel, you always have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in uh, Dallas, we uh, <laughs> I think uh, Carlo. Uh, have you? Had Car- him Carlo,
1: we didn't have him on the podcast yet. Oh, he's, okay. he's one of the videographers as well, yeah, right? Yeah.
2: He's always a little bit crazy. And he wanted to order the biggest hamburger in town. So we <laughs> had like a five kilo hamburger <laughs> <laughs> with the five of us. And uh, it was really good. So we did some special things. We uh, visited <laughs> the... the but, but this
1: hamburger was five kilos. Yeah. And you ate it with the five of you. Yeah. So you had to chop it up, I think.
2: Yeah. How do they make a burger like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was ready in 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was good.
1: Well, that's, that's Texas, good. huh?
2: That's Texas. Yeah, all right. First time in Texas. So, yeah, after that, we went to uh, LA, shoot with uh, Juventus ah, and Del Piero. Del Piero, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: The, the game, there was one game, I think maybe it was the Juventus-Barcelona game. There were like 90,000 people at this game, right? Yeah. In the Rose Bowl. Was it that game or another game?
2: Rose Bowl is Dallas or LA?
1: LA, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah, then it was uh, Real Madrid-Juve. Uh, Madrid, uh, yeah. Yeah was crazy.
1: That looked crazy as well. Yeah.
2: And we had pitch access. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... Yeah. Great atmosphere. Yeah. Especially uh, in the USA.
1: Yes, exactly. Because when you think of the USA, you don't think of like massive crowds for, for football or soccer, as they call it over there.
2: Yeah, but there are a lot, uh, a lot of Hispanic people there. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's why it's growing and the level is going up as well, I think. Yeah. Like, of course, in the US, it's, uh, it's a country made up of, of migrants, of, of people, of immigrants and uh, well y- you'll see I think uh, 2026 the World Cup will be there I think will be very very yeah, interesting yeah yeah. yeah yeah, because you could already see like when there are 90,000 people in a stadium for a preseason game between two clubs
2: that's Mental, crazy right? yeah, that's crazy what was
1: the atmosphere like
2: it was really good yeah it's re- but also typical American I think yeah it's different I don't know I don't know how to explain but it feels different yeah,
1: yeah. W- w- uh, let's let's try to put it into words because <laughs> it, because American sports culture is very different compared to European yeah. sports yeah. culture.
2: Yeah, we went to uh, a game in Orlando. Yeah, I think it was Orlando City against who was it? You know,
3: I have no idea. Arsenal. Arsenal? Yeah, oh, yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal.
2: Yeah, and there were some some American guys uh, sitting behind us, but they were cheering. But like really positive cheering i don't know it's, <laughs> it's more it's positive to- yeah huh? it's it's totally different than in, in europe i think yeah i don't know what it is but uh yeah i was like what was this guy doing <laughs> yeah. but yeah it, it's, it always seems more
1: well mannered in the u.s like in in europe we kind of have a rough fan culture sometimes yeah. with the fanatic yeah. fans yeah.
2: yeah yeah maybe that's the difference
1: yeah yeah the u.s trip that was a a big success right you guys were there for two weeks traveled all over the country i think it's amazing that we get to do stuff like that for uh for the company man Uh, for your work that's crazy right yeah
2: this is uh a dream come true yeah again yeah i think i have the best job in the world
1: yes i do
2: maybe (laughs) you do but uh yeah creating contact with (laughs) players with clubs yeah, it's it's fantastic, man.
1: What do you love love most about your job? What are the moments that you think, yeah, I'm really lucky that I get to do this?
2: When I'm standing there in front of a big player, and the shoot went well, and we know, yeah, this is a money, this is the money shot, or this is the, this is, uh, it went perfect. Then it's then it's yeah
1: when you know you've shot a great piece of content yeah. and you can't wait to, to edit it or to show it to, to the audience. Yeah. And also, maybe when the vibe is good, like everyone involved, ev- including the player or the club knows, okay, this is going to be fire. And then you shake hands and that, that's a good moment. Yes,
2: yeah. yes. That's what we did with uh, Dominic Soboslai. Yes. It was a really good shoot and uh, the end result uh, was, was really good. So I was really, really, really happy. Also, RB Leipzig... <laughs> Great club. Uh, They were really helpful. And uh, yeah, we had a great time there. Yeah.
1: Something happened during a road trip. Yeah, that was a
2: different kind of story. Yeah. What (laughs) happened? (laughs) Yeah, we had a a car accident. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, someone mentioned it earlier, right? I think so. Maybe Tim or maybe Fischel did. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy, crazy couple of days. I had to go and film uh, a wedding for my cousin the next day. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I wasn't able to. So,
1: so what happened? You were you guys were driving a van, and then there was like a, 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 so a wheel fell off a truck, yeah. and then you had to drive over it uh, with your van, and then yeah. you guys went off the road or something. Yeah,
2: Whew. yeah,
1: that stuff happens as well, right? It's yeah, not yeah, it's also
2: uh, <laughs> after that, I had to sleep with Meta in, in one bed, I think, or one room, yeah, but uh, yeah, we made it. Yeah. We are still alive, so... Uh, what was it oh, like sorry. to
1: sleep with Matt in, in one bed? Or yeah, one he's one.
2: annoying, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's so annoying, but
1: yeah. Can you describe in a little bit of detail what happened there?
2: No, no, I can't. <laughs> That's not for the podcast. <laughs> That's for HR. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anton, when are you most happy doing your job?
3: I think I'm most happy when I'm in the office or when you ask me to join this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the moment, no, in all seriousness, I think it's similar to what you actually described that when at the end of the shoot, when you're doing something already at the end of the takeover, you are most often with someone from the club or with a player and when you realize that they are happy as well, that they are, actually really positive about what you're creating at the moment because I think the difference with Pascal is that they are shooting the footage but then they still have to have the whole whole editing process and for me we post everything semi-live so everything I record I post it within five minutes onto the stories immediately so the partners we are working with they see the content immediately as well and when at the end of the day at the end of the match the partner comes to you and they tell you I loved what you posted then that makes me really happy to realize that we have managed to reach the expectations they had. Yeah, and of course, cool. when you're at the game, the atmosphere is amazing. You're filming something really cool. That's, that's just... Uh,
1: do, you get to, do you get to take in these games as well when you're there or are you focused on making these stories for the takeover all the time?
3: When I'm lucky, I don't have any Wi-Fi or connection in the stadium and there's no choice for me but to watch the game. <laughs> but most of the time, it's, you're still... When it's half time, you're still busy posting the stories, sometimes even those before the game. So there's not always a lot of time to, um, to actually enjoy the game. I remember one game where we were, which was at PSG, where we were in more of a VIP box, but yes. that also made it easier for me to sit back a bit instead of in the stands yes. to post it in all calmness. And because of that, the first half, I haven't seen the pitch. Uh-huh. I hadn't been able to watch the game because I was just had to get some stuff out there so that's also the the other side the other side of it you don't always get to experience all the games but being there at the biggest games even before the game experiencing the atmosphere around the stadium inside the stadium it's amazing Yeah. yeah I still sometimes,
1: uh, like we all know that football is like the global game, right? But still, sometimes when when you see how it brings people together all over the globe, like from from Madrid to the US to no, Senegal, where we were uh, two weeks ago, with uh, you were there as well, Anton. That's sometimes that still amazes me that all over the world, this is something that brings people together, and uh, yeah, that that's a cool thing that that. By working here, yeah, you have kind of an in to experience that all over the world. That's very cool.
2: I, w- I want to say one thing. Oh. This guy, he met, I think, the, the, the biggest player ever. Yes. Messi, no?
3: Yes. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that, but yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I asked small you. detail. <laughs> That's a
2: small detail. He's talk- we, talk- we were talking about legends and he yeah. didn't even mention Messi. Someone so, tell the story.
3: No, it was for his presentation at PSG. It was actually uh, really funny because um the day uh we were supposed to go um it was uh, during the uh, during the summer vacation of course because it was in tra- summer transfer window. And the day I was supposed to go on vacation the night before that, we got a phone call from another partnerships manager and I was already um back I was ready together with a group of friends, so we would drive on vacation to watch Germany the, very early the next morning when I got <laughs> a phone call from a colleague of mine and he was like... Was it Lua? It was Lua, yes. Sorry, yes. I got a phone call from Lua and he was, are you able to come to Paris tomorrow morning? <coughs> we, I can't say... They, they didn't mention specifically what for, but PSG need us to come to Paris tomorrow morning. Are you available? So, of course, the rumors were going for weeks already and I could imagine what it would be for. So, um, of course, I canceled my plans, went back to Amsterdam, <laughs> took the train the next morning to Paris and then we were there for the presentation of uh, Messi and it was all very quick because of course as you can imagine he had a very very busy schedule but we managed to get uh, two signed shirts from him to give away um, on the 43 platform, so that was uh, that was a brilliant experience.
1: So it was a, a, a quick uh, meeting with Messi where he signed the shirts for you guys, and then mm. yes,
3: it wasn't more than a minute, but yeah. it was a great experience nonetheless. But still, yeah. it was with Messi.
2: It was Messi. Come on, it was Messi, yeah. man.
1: That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah that that's a, that's good stuff. So you cancelled your vacation because of the. This opportunity,
3: yes. Eventually, from Paris, I flew to my vacation destiny. So <laughs> I missed the first three, four days, but we were supposed to be there for, I think, around ten days, and oh, then okay. um, I still joined for the other half of the vacation. Exactly. So everybody understood. You got yeah. to meet Messi, man. That's very, good. They all very understood. Cool. Yeah. And the funny thing was that I had to bring the signed shirts back into the office. So I had the signed shirts with me on vacation. <laughs> so of course, <laughs> <laughs> that was something they all liked as well.
1: <laughs> very cool. Alright guys, thank you for making your debut on this podcast and uh, let's do this again uh, in a couple of months. Thanks.
3: Thanks guys. Thank you for having me. Hi guys, Frank here. I just filmed the podcast with 433. I'm Ria Ferdinand. I'm Mario Götze. My name is Clarence Cedar.
1: Hi, I'm Sril Chetri. I just finished my podcast with 433.
0: Yo, what's going on, people? It's your boy Adiparwaki Firma, aka Mr. Beast Modern. I just finished the podcast with 433. Hi, 433 fans! It's Don Robbie in the building, right? And we are here for a great podcast. I want you to check it out. Hi,
2: 433. I am Fabrizio Romano. Check out my story on the podcast. It was a great pleasure.